Hey now, we're doing it live. You're listening to the Julio from New York Show 2.0, episode 111, recorded live on Friday, November 22nd, 2019. This here is my audio diaries where I rant, I rave, I reminisce, and I spew whatever is on my mind. If this is your cup of tea, by all means, sit back, relax, and unwind. Otherwise, there are, I don't know, a million podcasts out there for you to listen to. <laughs> Today's episode is a recap of what's been going on for the last few weeks and uh, future upcoming plans after this recording. So uh, stay tuned. Heart and soul of New York City. I'm always trying to catch that, and uh, I think I'm getting better. <laughs> so yeah, we're going to get right into it. This will probably be a short episode once the music stops. We're going to do this. And welcome back to the show. Once again, I am your host, Julio from New York. This is episode 111, recorded live on Friday, November 22nd, 2019. How's it going with you guys? Anyways, what do I want to say? Uh, if you're wondering, I don't know, for the mic people out there, microphone geeks or whatever, I am using the Shure SM7B microphone, but I am still playing around with the Rode PSA Boom Stand. So uh, I think this is definitely the ideal stand for the Shure mic, whereas the Blue Compass is, you know, I mean, it works for just about any microphone, but with the Shure SM7B, the way the shock mount, which is built in, uh, the way you have to connect the cable, the Rode PSA just has a lot more room for um, connecting the cable without you worrying about the connection getting stressed and stuff, you know, like the Fed head was an issue because of the way it would be pushed against the bump of the uh, blue compass right before, you know, it goes to the rest of the stem of the boom stand. Anyway, enough of that nonsense. I'm sure you're bored to tears. Let's get on with the stuff. Uh, let's just go into some politics stuff real quick. The November Democratic primary debate was this past week. It was a snooze fest. I don't want to get into too much detail. There's not really much to say. Once again, the uh, moderators, this was SM, This was MSNBC this time around. They made it an all-female panel. And I guess in solidarity, in, in, in solidarity with female identity politics or whatever, they were still trying to boost Amy Klobuchar to be a, uh, a real contender. So they started out with giving her the most time, but as the debate, you know, continued, eventually, you know, she had, she was in the, I, I, I would say she was in the top half of the, I don't know, 10 or so candidates in terms of overall time. And of course, the one who got the most, I, I want to say was, Ber uh, not Bernie, it was, uh, I think, Elizabeth Warren and Biden. I don't remember the details. It was a snooze fest for the most part. I was frustrated with the questionings that Bernie would get and just the questions in general. It, it was just nonsense, unsubstantiated. It, it was very, it was fluff. It was a fluff piece and it was just trying to boost uh, Klobuchar and uh, Pete Buttigieg. 
And I, I don't think it really worked too well because the most recent poll in, um, I forget the name of the poll, the poll place. I want to say uh, Focal Point or something. Their recent point, uh, their recent poll, rather, has Bernie Sanders tied with Biden. And then there's another poll that shows in terms of uh, head-to-head competitions with Donald Trump, he has the best chance of winning. So with that being said, the debate that was trying to, that was, you know, slanted towards the centrist candidates, it seems to have backfired because Bernie is getting, uh, he's getting the bigger push. And of course, Ariana Grande also endorsed him like a day after this other, this guy um, who would look like he was a big Bernie uh, supporter ended up supporting um, Elizabeth Warren. And his whole push was her medical for all kind of plan, which is ridiculous because if you want real Medicare for all, you're going to go for Bernie, especially because, you know, I think he's suffering from ADS or something. It's that untreatable disease where you're, you start seizing, you you start to lose all body functions. You know, the thing that, um, what's his name had Stephen Hawking's and he's sort of reaching that point. Now he's, you know, he's in a wheelchair, he's incapacitated. He has to use a computer to talk. His name is like 80 something. I forget his last name, but anyway, that guy decided after all the hubbub and going to all the Bernie debate, uh, Bernie rallies and stuff, he decided to endorse Elizabeth on Twitter. But the very next day, Ariana Grande, you know, gave her her endorsement. And of course, I think the nurses union in the past few weeks, a lot of unions have been giving Bernie their endorsements. So he's just getting, he just has the most diverse support group demographic and also actually uh there was another demographic polling or whatever in the 18 to 39 demographic which are you know in tv terms for advertisers that is the demographic you want to hit is the 18 to 39 because those are the people that you know are the ones you're gonna keep for the long haul in terms of uh getting them to buy your products or whatever he is number one in the 18 to 39 demographics 60 Plus and up, Amy Klobuchar is number one or number thir- three, I believe, which is like, okay, who cares? They're on their way out. So <laughs> it doesn't really matter. It's a much smaller pool. And this time around, you know, the millennials will be the ones doing most of the, uh, they're going to have a big turnout and they're going to, in terms of population, they should overshadow the 60 plus demographic, the baby boomers. And, uh, and Bernie has that going in his favor. So anyway. That's all I really want to say regarding the debate. Buttigieg has been doing more racist things in recent weeks, like uh, having a Kenya. Um, what was it? He did a. He advertised something, and he used a Kenya. I want to say Kenya snapshot or something, uh, um, a Getty image from Kenya or whatever, and he used that to like push, like his black quote unquote black support. But he doesn't have any black support. He uh, said that these black leaders support, uh, endorsed him and they didn't one of them happens to be bernie's co-chair in atlanta and and then when he had his uh team had to explain it the thing they were saying was well we sent them an email and they had ample time to respond and they didn't respond and so we took that as an oak as in yes you guys endorsed us because you have to basically he's making people opt out of endorsing him if they don't come on and say no we're not endorsing you that to him is an endorsement versus like having them say no we do endorse you instead of opting in 
for endorsement, they have to opt out of endorsing him. So that that is his little ploy. And oh yeah, and forty percent of the names of people that he said were black supporters were actually white people. So that is the thing that Pete Buttigieg is doing in terms of trying to get support or, or that's just his campaign. It's very racist on its face and he's not getting called out on it. And that's something that should have been brought up in a debate. And what's her name? Kamala Harris. They actually were setting her up for that. But she didn't go and she didn't go there. And people wonder why. Her her campaign is dying. This would have been a great time. This would have been a great opportunity to, to boost her numbers up. Because, uh, you know, Buttigieg needs to go down. But she didn't bite. She didn't take the pitch. So she's going to continue flailing at, I don't know, I think she's at 3% right now. And Buttigieg is artificially pushing his numbers up because he's spending like, I forget how many millions in in, uh, Iowa right now in terms of ads, TV ads and stuff like that. So, yeah. But I think come the uh, the actual primary, the caucus, that's, that's what they do in Iowa. He's going to, it's going to fizzle. And Bernie will be the one taking the lead, especially because he's just leading in most places. Anyway, enough of the politics stuff. This went longer than I I wanted. (laughs) Anyways, in terms of school, I've been stressing out about research papers. These past three weeks alone, I had three research papers. I think overall I've done four. I've, I've since gotten some of my grades back. The first paper came back. I got a B or B minus, which forget, I'll take it because it, it was something that I was um, scrambling to get done. The second paper that came back, uh, which was the movie, had to do a, uh, had to do a take by take analysis of a scene, a two minute, two to three minute scene in uh, this movie, Age of Innocence, and I got an A minus on that one because he wanted me to uh, reference uh, some of the articles a little more. And, but uh, he he definitely gave me the props for the amount of detail I put into how I dissected every single cut of the, the of that scene, of all the, you know, all the different camera shots. I, I was really, I spent two hours watching that like eight minute, uh, three minute scene. So I'm glad he, uh, he, he uh, gave me the accolades for that. So yes, I took out an A minus on that one. So I was happy about that paper. And the uh, most recent paper I got back was uh, a research paper slash letter that I'm supposed to send to a politician. My national topic, political topic of choice was was Bernie Sanders' bill to tax the rich more. And I got a hundred on that. I got an A. Uh, well, I guess that's an A plus. It's an A. It's a hundred. I got a hundred on that one. So I was very happy with that one. And of course, the last paper I just submitted yesterday. And I should probably get about a B or something on that paper. That, that's the one I spent the least amount of time, I want to say. But I felt like, along with the the letter, I felt like I had the most, I had the most, what's the word I'm thinking of? I was most adept for it. And I, I think it's because of the previous papers before. I'm in, uh, I'm in paper writing shape now, <laughs> so to speak, because it's been exercise, I've been exercising that muscle. So with each subsequent paper, I've gotten... I've gotten better at it. I've gotten sharper. I've been able to organize my thoughts in a much faster manner. I still wish I had a little more time so I can, you know, really get into it because that's just the perfectionist in me. But whatever, I am. Um, I'm pleased with my results. I got a B, an A minus, and an A. So I should get around an A, or I should probably get an A or a B on the the next paper, the last one that I've just did. Uh, I will be getting it back, of course, after uh, Thanksgiving break, which is next week. So looking forward to that. 
tonight, the future thing that I will be doing later tonight around, uh, I don't know, 6 p.m. or so. I'm going to see the movie that I've mentioned this past summer about, uh, it's a documentary about this guy who walked all over New York City and he documented it. I think he did one borough a day or, or something to that. I forget exactly the details. I'll, I'll go into it more in a future episode. But the movie is called The World Before Your Feet. And uh, so he walked all of New York City, essentially filming it, experiencing different pockets of the of the city that most people don't know about because i mean he literally like walked every part of new york city so i'm very excited to finally have a chance to see this uh movie they're they're screening it at my school so i get to see a, i get to see a free screening of that and i'm pretty excited about it and of course disney plus premiered since the last recording i don't think i spoke on it much other than i said it was going to happen the 12th of november november 12th happened 10 days ago i've seen a little bit uh, I've seen a few things on it, and uh, here's my thoughts. Um, I'm glad it has all of the Disney stuff. I'm, I'm so far I've just been watching uh, Pixar shorts, but I've also tried to rewatch some cartoons that I watched in my childhood, in my teens. Uh, Darkwing Duck was one of them. Rescue Rangers was another, and I, um, my nostalgia could not overcome my maturity level <laughs> so to speak my rose colored glasses uh from the way i remember the the show being just uh fell apart the s- suspension belief was gone as i was trying to watch uh, the first episode of rescue rangers and the first episode of darkwing duck for that matter i realized yeah i'm an old man Th- these are definitely not for me they're targeted towards kids i mean i watched them as a kid when they were on like at three or four in the afternoon on channel 11. So I, I'm definitely going to um, avoid uh, furthering, uh, further ruining my childhood. I, I should, I should say, and, and, and just not watch any of those cartoons anymore. I was, I was going to watch gargoyles, but now I'm sure that if I try, I'm just going to be disappointed because I'm not that kid anymore. When they came out, I'm i I'm a 42 year old man and trying to watch them, I just don't have the attention span for it because it's not—it's not, it's not to—it's not meant for me at this age. It's meant for my teenage self, uh, who had a different, you know, mental capacity or whatever, and uh, different mental sensibilities and and so on. And I am not that person anymore. I am much more mature. My palate is a defi- is definitely more advanced, and I like. Uh, stuff that's a lot more nuanced, which is a, a anime is a good example. I'm very I'm very into anime. Uh, if we're gonna go to animation stuff, Pixar stuff is good. The animation movies are still good because they're obviously targeting more than just kids. They're they're for all audiences. They're general audiences. They're uh, they're family productions. So uh, and so they have jokes for kids and for adults. So I'll still enjoy those. The you know the movies. But I won't be watching those kid cartoons anymore because, uh, yeah, I'm not a kid, which is unfortunate because I remember them fondly and now I don't as much because uh, I just I just couldn't uh, sit through five minutes of an episode of either one of those shows. Well, no, Darkwing Duck was a little better. I, I was able to sit through seven minutes of that, but then I realized, yeah, this is just too much. Anyways, um... That's it. I got through everything on my show notes for the day. I don't have much else to say. I don't 
I don't have much time, really. I have to prepare for uh, the movie, as I mentioned. It's coming on in three hours. So I got to wrap this up, edit, post, and get dressed and be on my way. <laughs> if you have any questions, comments, what have you, you can always reach me at my webpage, juliofromnewyorkshow.com. Click on the contact section there. Fill out the form. The form It'll come to me, and I'll write back. And you can also reach me on Twitter. I'm at Julio from NY. And yeah, that's it. Those are the two forms of communication that are best to reach me. So until next time, thank you for listening.